Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Hey, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Transportation Secretary, thank you so much. He's, he's the 19th Secretary of Transportation, and I so appreciate you coming on the Madison Show. I'm laughing because of the uh, music to introduce you about freeways. Yeah, I see um, what he did there. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you're welcome. Let me let me let me uh, let first start with the big news yesterday it, mm-hmm. for some of us that President Biden has stopped talking. Uh, to Republicans, um, some Republicans, about infrastructure. So, you know, where did the, the, the talks break down? Well, the truth is we were pretty far apart to begin with, but the hope was that we could come close enough that, that there would be a deal. And in the end, we just couldn't with, with this particular group. Uh, it was a good faith conversation. Uh, the president moved ultimately by by about a trillion dollars. But uh, the group led by Senator Capito wasn't able to move by more than about uh, a little over one-tenth of that. And so, uh, you know, what what we saw didn't have the the, the things that the president thinks is really important around improving the electric grid. Uh, There's a lot that will put people to work, including, by the way, uh, reclaiming mines, uh, uh, fixing and and capping oil wells, Uh, just a lot of things that are so important. You look at transit, uh, which so many Americans rely on. On. And their proposal actually would have cut it down compared to business as usual. So, uh, you know, it was, it was an honest discussion. It was frank. There was a lot of goodwill. But in the end, uh, they just couldn't come to terms with this group on this deal. It doesn't mean that, that uh, there's no hope of a deal. There are other conversations going on. Uh, Senator Romney uh, has spoken about uh, uh, an effort with some folks he's talking to. The president yesterday talked to Senator Cassidy as well as uh, Senators Manchin and Sinema on the Democratic side. A lot of conversations, but, but this particular effort, uh, they, they just just couldn't uh, couldn't get to the same place. The secretary, Judge, the, the what what is the timing? This is the I mean, the, you know, we're, in, we're getting into the whole summer, potentially the summer recess. Um, how how how? I guess I'm trying to figure out if about timing. How mm-hmm. important? Because look. And I'm just being a very simple, I'm having just a simple discussion here. We got a lot of truck drivers. They call in, dominate our lines. Mm. They are concerned. They're concerned about the bridges. I saw you on on the newscast talking about, was it I-40? I think it was. Uh, And that bridge that needs repairs. And there are hundreds of bridges and roads. Um Timing-wise, how soon do we need this infrastructure? And I assume your answer is, like, now? Yeah, I mean, the best time to do this is yesterday, as as the saying goes, and and the second best time is today. But this summer has to be a summer of action. Now, there's action in the House. matter of fact, today, uh, a House committee is is taking up its uh, portion of moving some of the key elements of the transportation bill. A lot going on uh, that has to happen in the House and the Senate. Uh, And remember, our authorization, the kind of overall uh, uh, body of laws that uh, oversees surface transportation, like highways, it's actually expiring this year anyway. Uh, it runs every five or six years. Now, what does and, that so we mean? Really have to act. What, what does that mean to the average listener when you say it's expiring? 
Well, what it means is we need a new law uh, because the the roads that we drive on, those bridges that we're talking about, they need repairs. And and for that, funding has to flow. And for that, Congress has to act. So that's why you see a sense of urgency, even though the president's talking about a very long-term vision. I mean, this is about taking action today that we'll be looking back on 10, 20, 30 years from now and saying, mm-hmm. okay, that's when that's when things really shifted and America was able to win the future. But uh, but but there's also a sense of immediacy. There's a sense of urgency because you know you, you're driving on these roads today. You can you can see it. Matter of fact, it's it's sometimes called the invisible pothole tax, which is the cost that every American is paying right now if you drive a vehicle just in the wear and tear that comes from being on substandard roads. The civil engineers did a report card. They give our country a C minus on our transportation infrastructure. We're out of the top 10. We're 13th place. And part of why the president is insisting on being big and being bold in what we're working on right now is that we shouldn't be going to all this trouble, all this effort, just so we can stay in 13th place. Now, are you saying 13th place globally? That's right. Yeah. We're not you, even wait a minute. The so there are 13, among, among the there the 13 countries, mm. or at least 12 mm. countries, yeah that are, 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 have a much better highway, bridge, infra, transportation infrastructure than the United States of America? And we don't think that's right. I mean, look, uh, we know it's the case with trains. You know, people in a lot of countries can take for granted a level of train service that that we just don't have here. Uh, Our transit needs uh, a lot of investment. We estimate about a $100 billion backlog just in repairing what we've got on on transit, which is why the president's plan doubles the funding for transit. It's roads and bridges. It's it's airports and and ports. But also things that are a, a little newer to the infrastructure equation, like making sure everybody has affordable, fast Internet dealing with lead pipes, uh, which uh, is a little different from roads and bridges that I work on in this department, but critically important because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, investing in preventing a child from uh, yeah. from being lead poisoned, that that's yeah. uh, that's an investment in, in our future, and it's a moral imperative. Yeah, especially in public schools. I mean, yes. I, I, I remember talking about this on, on other, in another period in time about the number of uh, water fountains in mm. just in schools where it, uh, children are having to deal with lead poisoning. And, and um, this is an example of where, uh, you know, some some of the folks on the other side of the aisle say, well, we don't think of this as infrastructure because we're only thinking about <laughs> transportation. To us, we call it whatever you like, but let us take care of our children and get rid of these lead pipes. And if, if we're going to disagree on definitions, fine, but let's agree on the funding because we've got to act. The, the kids can't wait for us to do this. We We have to act now. Now, let me add uh, another uh, issue. I think it was earlier this year, uh, you had a, a, an interview, a, a talk, a, a discussion with April Ryan mm. about racism in American infrastructure. Yep. Uh, t- talk about that and, and that it was embedded, or I guess we could say systemic, Uh, If that's appropriate, some people on the other side don't think it exists in the infrastructure. So how what is in the bill right now to make sure we don't repeat that problem years ago? 
So this this is one of I think the most important things in the in the president's plan. Uh, a road, a highway, it can connect, but it can also divide. And there is case after case in America where the design, the physical design of a highway, divided white from black in a city, or was uh, routed in such a way that it tore right through a black neighborhood, uh, or was designed in such a way that it made it harder for residents of color to to get to certain parts of, of a community or a metro. Area. I'm from Detroit, if I can that. interrupt you. Mm. I'm from Detroit. That's exactly what happened. Mm. Uh, Gratiot Avenue, remember Gratiot Avenue? Yeah. Highway, yeah. Well, highway went straight down, and literally it cut off the neighborhood from the business communities, and both died. Go ahead. I'm sorry right. to interrupt, but that's no, no, that, example. No, that's exactly what has happened, and often that happened with federal dollars. So the reason I bring this up is, is not to make people feel guilty. It's to, to point out that we've got to fix it, and we can if we're willing to put the investments in. So the, the president's plan calls for reconnecting communities, a thriving communities initiative. It's in the budget as well, but, but, but we would be able to do it at a, a fully funded level in the American Jobs Plan to reconnect. Now, reconnecting will mean different things in different places. Sometimes it means uh, introducing transit or tunnel or bridge connections over or under these highways that, that divide communities. Other times, the, the right answer actually is for the highway to go, maybe for it to go underground. And then you have the added bonus that you can reclaim for mm-hmm. the community, uh, the land that, that is up above it that, that uh, could go to, to good purpose and, and be used well by a community that in the past was, was really uh, carrying the weight uh, and the burden yeah. of, of these past <clears throat> So we have a you know, to get uh, this right. Secretary Bill Judge, I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about here in Washington D.C. Mm. Um, what is it? We we drive that that tunnel under. I forget what the highway number is. You've probably driven it too. But uh, but they're building above the tunnel. They're building housing. They're mm. building office buildings. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's rare in the middle of a city to suddenly get new land, uh, but that can happen uh, with, with these uh, these highway efforts if, if you move right. a, a highway underground. Now, it's not one size fits all, or at different communities are going to sure. have different answers. But the point is, when you make a decision about a highway, a bridge, a, a piece of transit infrastructure, that is a, an equity decision whether you realize mm-hmm. it or not. It is a racial yeah. justice decision whether you admit it or not. It is a climate yeah. decision whether you see it or not. So let's see it, recognize it, face it, and make the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't it's expect a, my comments about the the racism that had been built into some of our highways to be as controversial as it proved to be, uh, but it, it showed me that we really need to make sure people well, understand the story of how we got here so we can do better this time. It's only controversial to those who don't have to live through it, yeah. um, but those who have impacted by it, and like I said, I lived in Detroit. I saw what it did to places like Gratiot Avenue. I know in Florida when you circle a a highway or a freeway around a community you have environmental issues where children get uh, asthma because of the fume the yeah i mean it, it is good that you brought it up i'm so glad that you did because it needs to be discussed and here on the madison show it is not controversial it's a discussion we need to have thank you i hope we can have you back i would love to thanks for having me on let me thank Transportation Secretary Booth Judge for coming on and talking to us. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Thank you, thank you. He said, you know, Booth Judge said something in that last last part of the interview. 
when I talked to April Ryan, uh, this was a few, I guess a week or so ago, I don't know, and, and, and said, you know, when we look at building highways and infrastructures, it was system- systemic racism went into the decision. You know, when I was at Washington University studying, we, 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 we studied urban planning. One of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, uh, subjects was urban planning. And they were doing this all over the country. By the way, how many of you know I'm telling the truth? And you can give me a call. We got a good hour, less than an hour to discuss this. I use Detroit as an example. They built that damn freeway right through the middle of the black community. Gratiot Avenue. Come on, y'all. You could, there was the neighborhood on one side of Gratiot Avenue and the business district on the other side. The barbershops, the grocery stores, the hardware store. And people could walk from their neighborhood and do business. So what did they do? Through, uh, what do they call it? Um, Eminent domain. There's the word. Eminent domain. What did they do? They took the freeway, the ditch. It, 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 it's like a ditch. It, that's the freeway. They didn't build over the community. They built, they literally just built a, a, a they just created a ditch. And it divided the neighborhood from the business district. Right? I think Grashert and, and, and you know, y'all know and from Detroit know that. And it's, it's, it, to this day, it's like that. And the only way you could get to the uh, other side, to your local drugstore or local business, you had to cross a bridge. Then let's go down to Orlando. They built this highway around the black housing project, literally around the housing. And all of the fumes from the trucks and the vehicles, it would settle... The, the 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 fumes would settle in that area and children ended up that's why it was a health issue children ended up getting asthma um and then you want to cut the infrastructure then you say well that, that and race played race played an issue why because what they did was they went, they did this to the communities where there was the least resistance. What do I mean by that? Folks weren't registered to vote. They weren't, they, they didn't, they, they weren't registered to vote. They, and, and it's not their, the people's fault. If that, now that's on us. Oh, I don't need to get involved in politics. And it was a political decision to build that freeway through my neighborhood. And it destroyed those neighborhoods. It destroyed them. So Buddha Judge is right. Then let's let, let's talk about the rail system. How many of you have traveled to Europe or Japan and seen these bullet trains? And 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 let me tell you, it's good for business. It's good for business. Can you imagine if you can go from Washington, D.C. to New York 
or New Jersey instead of four hours in an hour and a half. There are people right now who commute two, three hours trying to get from northern Virginia to work in Washington, D.C. because they got to get in their cars at four and five in the morning to get to work by nine. This is, this is why we have to be involved. Let's go to the phones. Cal from New Jersey. Hey, hey, Mr. Madison. Look, I lived in East Orange. And right there on the borderline, East Orange and Newark, they had four highways cut that neighborhood to, yep. to the point where it just went down. And I yep. knew people who had houses in those neighborhoods. And they said, well, we're going to give you money, the federal, we're going to give you money for your house. But once they got that money, they couldn't go anywhere except right. almost public houses. This is what kills black neighborhoods in Philly, Detroit, and all across it. Some of the most talented people we have are black, are black people, people of color. And, and this is what was happening. That's why when I heard what we were saying with uh, Buttigieg, and I know Biden wants to give money back to urban communities so that value, the property value can go up. And we can have our public school systems and educate young people. To, uh, to, to, uh, to better advancement in our community. Jasp, uh, Jasper from Virginia, first-time caller. All this is what's on the table. Yes. Go ahead, Good Jasper. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, they did the same thing in Virginia. And a little town called Bristol, they also, through urban renewal, took all the black space. It used to be called Black Bottom. But right now where Black Bottom is, they put the new jail and the new farms right on top of it. You know, and um, and and drove um, cut off the train station and 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 made it so that uh, there is no visible uh, economic black presence in that particular town. And also, when I visited Atlanta, Georgia, they did the same thing down on Auburn Avenue. They did the same thing when they drove the uh, new highway through Dixie Hills. Uh, um, they just cut up the, the town, and uh, all through every place I've ever been. Uh, even in New Orleans, I've seen where Highway 10 came through the black neighborhoods or whatever like that and distorted and, and destroyed. And I would say, uh, Mr. Madison, that everything in this country is based on race, money first, and then race second. Uh, and, and without no, I, doubt, you uh, know, as you were as you were talking, when when I was <clears throat> at Washington University mm-hmm. uh, in St. Louis, uh I study. I was studying the real-time urban renewal. We had a professor that was that was one that was one of the best classes that I ever took, which led me to really focus on urban affairs, what we called urban affairs. It was in part of the sociology department, and he would what he did was he we would study the physical urban renewal plans, like you just described, putting a highway here, whatever over here, this over there. But then he would focus on what was the psychological, economic, social impact that it had on a community. And, uh, And there was always this big divide uh, between the urban planners and the urban and the and the social impact on a community. Now, who won out? Money won out. You said it. Money won they out. They didn't yes, give yes. a damn about Black Bottom. 
They didn't give a yeah. damn about what was it, vinegar? Yeah. Uh, and and, and it, it, was that North Carolina? No, uh, it's uh, in Virginia. No, Virginia. No, they, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about something that Sherry was reading. Oh, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 this, it, and it was happening, and it happened in every every state. And some of these, some of these, uh, and there's the, the, there's a book out called White Man's Road Through Black Man's Home. White Man's Road Through Black Man's Home, and and this is what they did. They deregulated zoning. And and they and once again, the reason they got away with it, they these communities didn't resist. Well, a lot of times, um, brother Joe, a lot of them didn't uh, didn't know when they saw when they thought urban renewal through the uh, quote unquote through the what they call this uh, big thing was going down with the civil rights. They thought they was going to benefit, but when they turned around and looked and saw the final plans, they weren't included in it. Well, they, that's was, true. But but what I'm trying to say to you, those t- communities were targeted as opposed to other communities because there was, f- and people, y'all got to believe me on this, there were fewer registered voters. When, they didn't go right. through communities where there were high voter registration and participation. We, I know what I'm talking about. I studied it. So you know. What so other, what are they going to do? They're other, not registered to vote. They can't. They won't vote against us. And they're working during the day when they were holding meetings to discuss these to, plans. To this day, so who can go? And we still have that. We there. have this today. Most of these. I was talking with a group of. I was talking with a young man who is a uh, ANC area, yes. a, area neighborhood commissioner. I said, you know, it, it, look, if you have a job <clears throat> in an office where you're a lawyer, an accountant, you might be able to go to your supervisor and say, you know what, I need to go to the city council meeting. Well, what time is it? Oh, it's at 10 a.m. That means i got to take some time off to go. Okay, that's okay, you can go. But, hell, if you're a bus driver, if you're a grocery store clerk, you know, if you're digging a ditch, you can't go to your supervisor and say, well, I can't drive a bus 10 because I got to go to a city council meeting, and then the and and so what would be the solution? Hold the meetings at night. Oh no, we not not most meetings. Most meetings are hold during the daytime where office people hours. can't the office hours or working hours. And this was all part of the plan. It was the political game. And everybody knows I'm telling the truth. Howard from Michigan. Hey, Howard. Joe, um, uh, you know, you were talking about Detroit earlier and um, and the freeways. 375 <clears throat> completely gutted the separation of uh, the Cass Corridor and the Woodward Corridor from downtown. Yep. Woodward, that's the that. street I was thinking of. I said it's Grashard. I take that back. It was Woodward Avenue you're at, and Cass Corridor. I'm sorry. Thanks for the correction. No, and but but on the east side, it was uh, 375 also looped around, which did cut off the the Grashard artery and separated at that time, which was what what remained of of Paradise Valley and Black Bottom, which had already been designated a so-called ghetto, which justified the creation of all the subsidized housing projects. This has been an 80-year uh, complete 
collapse of of neighborhoods and predominantly African-American thriving communities going back to the early 1940s when they just judged them to be ghettos as opposed to really decent, nice, self-sustaining communities like North Tulsa. And they, and they, they put that damn freeway in that, that, that spot, too. So they talk about reparations right now, and this is what they're, they propose, taking out some of these underground freeways and turning them back into parkways. Well, they did it for 696, which, as you know, is eight, nine miles north of uh, downtown Detroit. And they covered that over so Jews could walk from Oak Park to their community synagogues. So, so it can be done. They just have to do it. one 866 because the Jewish community organized. They organized. They, they organized. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.